How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Chiefs. This is your podcast preview for the Chiefs game against the Bengals. Kansas City heads to Cincinnati to play them on Saturday night, 6 p.m., Arrowhead time, and it is going to be a big preseason game for a lot of hopeful Chiefs. Uh, and it is going to be something that you're not going to want to miss. Uh, while I have you, need to need to encourage you to go check out the rest of the podcast network. Uh, go check out Matt Williamson on Locked On NFL. He's doing a great job talking about the entire NFL. And be sure to go listen to Vinny Iyer. Uh, he has a lot of great content right now. He is Locked On Fantasy Football, and he will get you ready for your fantasy football drafts, which are coming up shortly. It's going to be... You know, a, a lot of stuff to talk about here in the next few days. And we want to make sure we get your opinions too. So make sure, remember, 913-777-4457. That's our line. Leave us a voicemail. We, we see them come in. We see a lot of people calling and maybe not leaving a message. So if you want to get heard, we're going to take the best ones and put them on the show every now and then. So uh, it's kind of an audio mailbag. Leave us a message and we will try to get to your questions and comments every time we can. And be um, sure to follow the prompts and leave a message, not just call in. That's the trickiest part. You know, it's one of those services. It's nice to have, but it takes a little bit. We have a ton of guys that are trying to make this roster, and it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be terrible, but there's a 20% chance of rain in Cincinnati on Saturday. Uh, you know, it's, it's supposed to be around 86 degrees at kickoff. It looks like it could go either way. If this doesn't turn into a slop fest, a lot of these guys are going to have a chance to really make an impression on the coaching staff and see if they can make this squad and today we're going to talk about the the matchups and the guys that really need to do that. Where do you want to start? <laughs> uh, that's kind of a funny question because honestly, I'm not 100 percent sure. There's to me this training camp has been very interesting because you have a dynamic that you've never really had with the Chiefs, with them having a young gunslinging type QB that is uh, who everybody's hoping is the future quarterback in Kansas City in the in the next future. Um, Pro Bowler uh, coming out of Kansas City for you know quarterback. Um, there are a lot of expectations on Patrick Mahomes, and really, what is going to be interesting to me going into this game is can he look as good against twos for a better team than he looked against threes for San- against San Francisco? Because uh, I thought he looked pretty good against San Francisco, and yes, he got the only touchdown, the only passing touchdown of the game for Kansas City, but at the same time. He's playing against the third stringers in San Francisco, and he only did really have one good drive. Yeah, and that's and it was the toughest a short part. Field. True, true. But that's the toughest part is, like, he did look good. But, A, it's San Francisco, and they've been a down team for a season or two at least. You don't know the quality of that roster top to bottom really is competitive with what the Chiefs are going to be this season. So that's tough first and foremost. And then most of the guys he was playing with are not going to make that roster. And that's the tough part. Which, I think, 
is big considering they're probably not going to make one of the worst rosters in the NFL. And I like San Francisco, but I don't think that this is going to be a good year for them. I think John Lynch is going to need a couple of years to get them turned around. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you jump ahead to this week. And like you said, this is going to be where the rubber hits the road is, is can he be as effective and more comfortable uh, and still as efficient against guys that are going to be on that this roster and the Bengals are a better roster over top to bottom, as well as there's a number of guys that he's going to play as second teamers that are guys that the team has had to rely on in the past due to injury or anything like that. These are guys with significant NFL experience. Uh, and that's really going to be the difference for this rookie quarterback, I think. No, absolutely. And, and, you know, you look at what he's going to have to be playing against. And then you also get into the question of, well, you know, Alex Smith only played one drive this past game uh, because he basically drove the ball down the field and stuffed it into the end zone. You know, you look at this situation and Alex isn't going to be playing just one series. We don't know how much he's really going to play. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, they say it's going to be a half, but if he scores three touchdowns, are they going to send him out there for a fourth drive? Probably not. No, if he gets uh, you know, hit twice, do they yank him too? Well, you know, that's a great question as well. But then you are also throwing, uh, you know, caution to the wind to throw Patrick Mahomes in their second uh, to go get hit if Alex has been hit a couple times. So, and against, in with a worse offensive line more than likely as well. Well, I, I for one, I'm a little skeptical that for whatever scenario comes around that, that Alex Smith plays an entire half. Um, I, I tend to think that, He's going to get his licks in. I, I I feel like against the Bengals' defense, as long as the, as they can keep Burflick under control and the guards can handle him, I, I think you're going to see the Chiefs be able to move the ball and maybe score uh, to the point where Reed feels he's seen enough of Smith and doesn't need to risk him any further. I, I mean, if he plays if he plays halfway through the second quarter, I, I personally will be surprised. I think that's realistic. I do think that it's possible he plays more into the later part of the second quarter, but it really depends on how the offense looks. And, you know, the other side of this that we have no real determination on is, you know, what's Andy Reid going to do in this game plan? In the past, he has generally done a situation. He's generally had a situation where he's done one game, which is a passing game. That's what we saw last week. Then he's done a running game. That's what I think we'll see this week, but is it really going to end up being the case? We're not sure. And then he has a week in the third week where he tries to put everything together and you have the full, you know, you have the first team coming out in the second half, uh, coming out to start the second half. So they get, you know, in that groove. So, you know, is Andy going to stay with what he's done in the past? If he does, you know, Mahomes and Smith and Bray might not get that many throws. That's true. And maybe that's a good thing for, well, all the way around for the safety of Patrick Mahomes, but also for getting a better look at uh, Kareem Hunt and getting a, a Sharkandrick West who has filled in in years past admirably at times, but it's been a while. And I think he needs a good look too. And maybe that's good for both of those guys as well. Certainly could be. Well, and then you have CJ Spiller, who I think is really looked very good in camp so that you have to want. You have to wonder if that's going to be, you know, the guy that makes it instead of uh, Chuck Hendrick West, because I think West is really in a fight for his roster spot right now. Yeah, and I think it's a toss up at this point. I don't, I don't know who's going to come out ahead, and something like a, a big night in game two could be one of the factors that decides it. 
Well, and the other factor that I think they could decide is if uh, Spiller shows that he has more value that he has special that he has special teams value and can return kicks. If he can do that, then I don't think West stands a chance. It doesn't matter if West looks like the better running back because well, Spiller being Spiller being able to return kicks opens up other areas on the Chiefs team that they may need to have to uh, decide to let somebody go like Anthony Thomas. I would that's hate, a good point. but I mean, if if Spiller can open it up, then you have to look at that. Yeah. Now we want to tell you about our sponsor, SeatGeek. Buying tickets to sports and concerts have never been easier than with SeatGeek. They want to make it seamless for the, your mobile experience because you can be anywhere when you want to buy a ticket. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, and it's fully guaranteed. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. I actually used SeatGeek to buy tickets to the Chiefs game last year, and it was very, very easy. It gave me an idea of the value of the tickets, which was awesome. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. Right now, the Chiefs opener at home, the Philadelphia Eagles, those seats are going for 72 bucks. so check out SeatGeek and see what you can find for you. Now, the best part about it is our listeners get a discount. You get 20 bucks back on your first purchase. All you got to do is download the app, install the promo called L-O-N-F-L, that's L-O-N-F-L, and you get 20 bucks back off your first purchase. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out SeatGeek today. That all revolves around the guy that that I wanted to talk about yesterday, and we didn't quite get to. You got to protect Tyreek Hill at this point. You can't can't let him return as much as you did because there's just too much velocity. There's too many injuries on special teams, and and you need him on this offense. And well, one he of the doesn't things, move very fast, right? I mean, right, you know, so exactly. He's not the like You know, the the velocity is not going to be a big deal with him, right? So. <laughs> Well, and he, and this is my favorite part, and, and it's not a true matchup. You can't say that this is a matchup to watch or anything like that because uh, what I really want to see is I, I've had a lot of conversations with folks on Twitter. You know, Tyreek Hill is the fastest guy in the NFL, and I wrote about this yesterday. Go check the timeline uh, and, and take a look at this because it's, it's kind of eye-opening when you boil it down to numbers. But John Ross has run the fastest 40 in the history of the combine, faster than Chris Johnson. I think that's really interesting. These could be and in my opinion, are the fastest two guys in this league, and they're both going to be on the field. This is the first action Ross is going to have in the preseason, but you might see more than a few bombs going towards these two guys as they can get behind defenses like nobody else. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how this ends up. I'm not exactly sure uh, how – I am interested to see what John Ross does, period. Uh, because, you know, is he going to end? I have to admit, I don't know the Bengals well enough to know if he's going to be, you know, playing with the first string unit. I would imagine he's going to get snaps with him, but is he going to be effective? Uh, you know, honestly, this could be a very interesting team for Kansas City to play because they could give the defense fits in some areas, especially when you're thinking about the wide receivers because A.J. Green is in a slouch and Marcus Peters struggles with speed. So, you know, you put those two things together – this could be very interesting for them on defense this week. 
Yeah, and, and I, you know, it always comes down to Marvin Lewis is he knows how to manage a roster. He knows how to get a, a lot out of his players. But I always feel like it's like they're struggling to to reach their potential. Is this the year that he puts it all together when everyone seems to be counting them as a down season? I don't know. But, you know, guys with the backs up against their wall are dangerous. And this is a game where uh, you want to make sure, first and foremost, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, that you don't overextend and risk injury to your starters. So it's going to be kind of a fine wire to walk. Yeah, and then you have to also worry about, you know, in this game, do you put a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who you think is your future, out there to play uh, in, behind a offensive line that's going to get him hit on a consistent basis on a field that may not be great because of the, it could be raining? I, I think you have to play him, but, you know, that's a risk that you're going to sit there and you're going to hate the entire time. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. But – if they get to play, there's a couple of other areas that, that I'm going to be watching in particular. And, and let me say this real quick. I don't mean to interrupt, but I do want to say I get it's football. I get they play in slop. I get it. But the worst thing that could happen for Kansas City in in the short term and in the long term, in my opinion, is for Pat Mahomes to go out there and get injured and have to miss the season. And I pray that doesn't happen. But that would be the worst thing possible for Kansas City. Well, and that hey, battle and read. Figure your stuff out and let's avoid that. But, you know, and I agree with you completely. There are a couple other areas to watch, and I know you have a couple and I have a couple. What's the next thing that you want to see happen? Well, the next thing I want to see happen is I want to see uh, Benny Logan and and Roy Miller play. Uh, If both of them are going to play, and that's a big question. Uh, I don't know if they're going to or not, but I want to see what they have to offer this defensive line. Because if you look at what Kansas City was able to do with, you know, R&R and Alan Bailey and Jarvis Jones, sorry, Jarvis Jenkins last week, uh, that was pretty impressive. And Jenkins really didn't do much. But, you know, R&R is still going to be starting if Logan and Miller are playing. So he's just going to move over to his more natural position. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what they do to Cincinnati's offensive line. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, there's even an outside chance that Chris Jones could get a few snaps. And I, yeah, I actually I hope, hope that he does. I, I hope I he does. he needs to get warmed up, man. He hasn't done much in the last few weeks. He needs to get warmed up, but this isn't the game to do it. Eh. I'd rather do it now than the third week, but Cincinnati's offensive that. line is a little beat up. They they lost Whitworth. Yeah, but you're going to – They lost Zeitler. But if they're going to be – but he hasn't – I don't think he's had real life snaps yet. He didn't – he's been limited in practice. I can't see him, them playing him this week, especially if the field is not in great shape. Yeah, and that may – you're right. That may be the determining factor because uh, – especially with a knee, you, you don't want to risk that amongst other people too. I mean, for me, I want to see the linebackers. I want to see the young guys and who can step up. We saw a lot from Rameek Wilson. We talked about that this week. Uh, can he still continue to to look to improve? Andy Reid is very impressed with him lately. He said so in his comments the other day. And I or, want to see the he, young guys. Or is he going to be pushed by Reggie Ragland? Ah, sorry, couldn't resist. <laughs> if you're wondering why I'm joking about it, you didn't listen yesterday. You need to go listen to yesterday's show. Yesterday was fun. We, we yes, did a couple hypotheticals. It was a good argument, but and, and it blew up Twitter. So just so you know, uh, no, I I do agree. I think that the linebackers going to be interesting to watch. I'm really curious as to see what they do at corner. They've been dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, Terrence Mitchell didn't practice in the last uh, several practices of training camp. Stephen Nelson came back. I think the last day 
you know, so what are they going to do at corner? And, you know, that's going to be a very interesting thing to watch just to see how it shakes out with the players on the field and, and who's able to get first string snaps. Yeah. I want to see DJ white make an impact. He's going to get some first string. And I, I was not so fired up about his first game uh, as some others were. And I, I'd like to see him take a step forward and, you know, after a short knee injury early in the week, um, I'm kind of fired up to see Ashton Lampkin. I like what he brings to the table and I want to see if he can take a step forward as well. Well, I know you're excited to see what your boy Eric Murray can do as well. So, uh, you know, on the in the defensive backfield, I think that, you know, Murray missed one play. Uh, he may have missed a couple others in the first game, but there's one big play that you can stick on him. He missed a tackle he should make. But, you know, otherwise, I, th- I thought he played a pretty decent game. It'll be interesting to see how he responds this week, especially considering I kind of doubt that Eric Berry plays since he hasn't practiced for a long time. Yeah, I agree. I think we're going to see a lot of them. And honestly, for for all that we talk about the aging veterans on this team, this this roster overall is pretty young. And I think that's one of the key things. After having that first game out of the way and all these young guys, rookies and second-year guys, um, I think it's really about how do they respond? How do they take what they, they did wrong and learn from it? And can they correct it on the field in game two? Yep. Well, and, and you know, we talked about Tyreek Hill earlier. The other position I'm really going to be interested to watch is wide receiver. Um, there's going to be some hard cuts, I think, that position this year, which is kind of funny to say because you're looking at a roster that doesn't have Jeremy Macklin. I mean, imagine if Macklin were here. Uh, if these Chiefs wide receivers can take a step forward and actually show something on the field, uh, you know, it, it would have made cuts a lot harder if Macklin was here. And it's I think it's already going to be difficult as is. Yeah, I agree with you. It's definitely difficult. I, I would like to see, you know, Alex Smith and Andy Reid have both been kind of talking up Albert Wilson. Haven't seen much from him, and maybe he makes a play tonight. I think the young guys are on his heels, so let's see who steps up. I think you mean tomorrow night, but yeah, I understand what you mean. <laughs> By the time this comes out, that's what I mean. <laughs> so uh, any anything else that we left out, anybody else in particular that you're going to keep an eye on? Uh, I'll be watching the the kick returning um, rotation. I, I always think it's interesting to watch the punt returners and the kick returners in the preseason, just to watch the rotation and the guys that they want to take a look at, because that kind of tells you you know where they see people, and uh, it, it could end up making or breaking it. You know, somebody making the roster. Well, keep an eye on Zach Fulton, too. He has gotten snaps all up and down the line, literally four positions he got practice at this week, and I'm interested to see. I already consider him the sixth lineman on this team, uh, and Ja Reed's falling off rather precipitously in my eyes. So. Did he only did he only get snaps at four positions this week? Because I know he ended up – was there only one position he missed, which was center, which we already know he plays. Exactly. Yeah, I, I didn't see him take snaps at center this week. That's the only one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and that's crazy because he got left tackle snaps, he got right tackle snaps, which you never want to see him at either of those positions. But gotta gotta be ready for injury, right? And and he is a guy that they are counting on. Well, folks, enjoy the game. Uh, check out that rain; it should be interesting. Uh, we'll be live tweeting while it's going on, and, and look for our recap. We'll have a reaction for you. Uh, thanks for listening to us today. Hit us with those subscriptions. Leave us your comments. Leave us some voicemails, and uh, we will talk to you after the game. And say hi on Snapchat if you'd like. Locked on Chiefs on Snapchat. 
Thanks, enjoy the game, and we will be back later. Don't stop. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review. And reach out to us on Twitter, at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.